Hey, this is Chris Davenport. I'm the best bouncer in the East region. My phone was blowing up. They said I got a nice shout out on the radio. Appreciate y'all. A wiener dog and a pit bull together is called a wiener pit, just like your mom. This is Ben and Skin on 97.1 The Freak. We appreciate you guys, and we are counting on that exact same level of comedic expertise or just that astuteness to knowing what needs to be said as we take calls. We're going to be talking about Luca. We're going to be talking about Jason Kidd. Look, Mavs fans are upset. The biggest rival to the Mavericks came to town and whipped their ass last night, and we're going to take some Mavs calls. So 214-787-1971. We'll welcome you to the airwaves. A lot of people have been texting in, so I know you guys want to join the conversation. Also, we're, we're starting to promote our next interview. Our next big interview is going to be next Wednesday, and it's going to be Ian Kinsler and Michael Young together Woo! in studio. On the heels of Adrian Beltre going into the Hall of Fame, that's amazing. On the heels of the Rangers winning the World Series, you know, both these guys serve on Chris Young's staff. They're advisors to the general manager and of course they took us on those great runs back in the day in 2010 and 2011 so going to be a lot of fun to have ian kinsler and michael young both in studio together and we will get video of this interview we're going to hire ashley to come out and shoot this for us we'll post it on our youtube channel ben and uh, it's youtube.com slash ben and skin our whole mark cuban interview or most of our mark cuban interviews posted there just had a tv station reach out to us today and ask us for permission for that audio so um there hasn't been that many views for it um so i'd love to get people over there to watch this thing oh man it's pretty cool you get to see the studio you get to see us interact with cuban it's it's really well done and i like the the aspect of adding video to our audio component. Absolutely, man. I mean, it's especially if stuff, the stuff that goes around on the internet and picks up traction, it's always video, so why not? And as we grow the freak, we're trying to let more people know that we're out here doing this thing with this incredibly unique radio station. So if you know Rangers fans and you see this artwork, we had Mick Jimenez make some artwork for us. If you see us promoting that Michael Young and Ian Kinsler are going to be on with us together next Wednesday at noon, do us a favor, retweet it, repost it, tell your friends who love the rangers and tell them it's a perfect opportunity to come sample the goods at 97.1 the freak uh this segment is brought to you by frankel and frankel mark frankel scott frankel and gene burkett those are the three partners at frankel and frankel and if you're involved in a wreck that's not your fault reach out to the frankels it's 214-333-3333-214 all threes they'll handle everything in my case they fought the other side they set up the mris x-rays physical therapy i never came out of pocket and at the end of it all they got me a nice cash settlement so if you're involved in a wreck that's not your fault call the frankels 214 all threes but right now it's time for this That does not compute. That does not compute. That does not compute. That's so good. That's so good. That's so good. My mama makes the pizza. Yep. Yep. Everybody knows the anthem. <laughs> the nooner. Uh, let's load up the phone, shall we? 214-787-1971. Ben and I have been talking a lot about the Maverick situation. We'll replay you the Luca clip from last night that everyone's reacting to here in a second. But if you want to give your thoughts on 
who's, you know, the way the Mavericks are playing, the way Luka's behaving, the way Jason Kidd is coaching, any of these things, it's a big topic of conversation on social media and on the radio. So let's let you jump in. We do have Black Crows tickets to give away uh, coming up at the toy at the the pavilion at the Toyota Music Factory on April the 6th. The Black Co- uh, Crows are performing, and you have a chance to win tickets. We're going to give them away to the caller that we're most impressed with. So the Mavericks got beaten pretty soundly on Monday by Boston, and then they followed it up after Jason Kidd talked to the media on Monday night with, we're getting too caught up in the officiating. Luca had gotten a technical foul in that game as well. Uh, We're getting too caught up in the officiating. We need to focus on the game. Last night, lots of extracurricular stuff. Uh, Luca picks up a tech at the end of the first half. Grant Williams gets ejected. He had multiple techs. I mean, the refs blew all that. They absolutely blew all that. Uh, But, you know, kids' point is you can't control the officiating, so you can't get caught up in it. You got to fight through it and keep playing and it's certainly been the biggest criticism of Luca early on in his career is you're too caught up in the officiating it's becoming detrimental then there was a moment late in the game in the second half where a fan stood up and said it was a fan for the Phoenix Suns wearing a Devin Booker jersey and and according to Luca he had been very vocal throughout the game and the, the media that was sitting right by him you know confirmed that And he stood up and he said, you look tired, go get on a treadmill. And Luca had him removed from that area. Now, I don't know if he was ejected from the game or sent to a different part of the arena. I don't know that part of it. But security came and they removed him. And so after the game, Luca's on the podium. There's a press conference. And we'll hear Tim McMahon, who had tweeted out footage of the man walking away and he had the story of why he was ejected you'll hear Luca react to that because Tim McMahon's going to ask Luca about the technical foul at the end of the first half Luca wants to talk about Tim McMahon's tweet what were you frustrated about at the end of the uh, second quarter when you got that tactical uh, I know I saw you when you said about the fan, you know, that was not a true all. That was not the only thing he said. Uh, but I knew you would be the first one to to point out something like that. Because I'm not going to say what he said, but I knew you were going to be the first one to put out something like that. So I just saw it, man. It's just funny. He always seemed to be the first one to put some bad stuff about me. First of all, 99% of the stuff I've written about you has been good. Uh, I don't know. And I was sitting two rows behind us. All right. So it was the only thing he was that time he said something. The only thing. That was what you reacted to. Yeah, I was hearing the whole first half, right? Oh, you didn't hear anything. It was definitely all or nothing. Okay, there we go. You you put out something that was just the only thing, but what was the final issue? It's not the issue. I'm just seeing you seems to be the first one to always put something bad about me. That's fine. It's all over. Why did you ask for the fan to be ejected? Because he was cursing me the whole first half too. Why didn't you ask for Luke to be ejected in the first half then? Because I never would eject a fan. They pay for tickets, but I had enough, you know. It's a little bit of frustration. You turned your head and looked over at him after he said that. That's, I mean, that's what we saw. Yeah, that's fine. Be the guy, the bad guy in the media, right? It's all right. Feel like you were fairly portrayed in the media? No. All right, that's not a pleasant situation. But again, you know, 
from an, it's easier said from my perspective. I just don't want Luca to get caught up in all that because nothing good's going to come out of it for him. And then there's this national narrative that he's complaining and he's a baby and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is taking away from the fact that we have a generational player. And if he can just get over and it's tough for all of those guys in that position because they face so much scrutiny. And right now, the Mavericks, all of them are extra frustrated. It's a bad stretch. They've lost five of seven games. They just they finally got to practice for the first time in a month, and this is their first two performances after it. Yeah, they're frustrated. This sucks. I want to say this about Tim McMahon. Uh, I have immense respect for him as a journalist, and I've been in a lot of these press conferences before where my coconuts will actually go up into my body and hide, <laughs> and I'm scared. And uh, it can be a very intimidating world. You know, to deal with professional athletes and and ask the tough questions, and he is the best at it here. He is fearless. He, I call him the straw, dude. He stirs the drink, and you know he's had these showdowns with Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Hell, he's had them with the Joneses or anyone in the Cowboys organization. You know, he's fearless, um, and I think he's doing a good job. The thing that the the one positive silver lining in this for me is look I want Luca to stay here forever. Yep. I want him to follow in Dirk's footsteps and hell beat him by a year. Stay here for 22 years. And if Luca doesn't like this exchange with Tim McMahon and this media situation, he should know that's what's waiting for him if he goes to a big media market. Yeah. Now, LA I think is going to be like that. You know, the East Coast is going to be like that. I don't know about Miami, but I mean, it, it pretty much this media market is known for being soft, you know, and I, I'm throwing myself in that. I'm admittedly sure. telling you I've been in those press conferences and I'm uncomfortable with the confrontation, but a lot of media markets aren't. So maybe that's some, hey, if you didn't like that, it's rare here. It's way more common in other places. Yeah, and, and the thing that I would say, and we got calls, we're going to get to them. You can join the conversation, 214-787-1971. The best caller is going to get Black Crows tickets. But the the thing that I would say about this for Luca's sake is you're just not doing yourself any favors because – You know, getting caught up in blaming Tim McMahon for this, that's not the problem. Tim McMahon is not the problem. The problem is the way that collectively as a team and as well as Luca is dealing with the frustrations. And that's not going to go away by going somewhere else. And to Ben's point, if you go to a big media market, there's way more Tim McMahons. So don't make this about Tim McMahon. I mean, I love McMahon. We've been friends forever. But, dude, he can be an a-hole. He'll tell you that. You know, but it's not about Tim, which is why I think you heard other journalists there saying, but hold on, Luca. And I can tell you because I'm sitting right by there. There was fans around me that were very confused, Maverick fans, that were confused as to why the guy got ejected. And so it's just not the kind of thing Luca needs to be involved in. He's literally needs to be above that because so much is expected of him. And again, He's just got a chance to be the best player in the world. All that's going to do is drag him down. Let's go to the phones and hear what people think, and let's start with Chris. Chris, you are on 97.1 The Freak and The Ben and Skin Show. What do you got, man? Hey, Skin. Hey. Um, well, the biggest thing I've got, I'll finish with, but the, the first thing, he's 24 years old. He's always been the alpha. He's been a bit privileged a bit spoiled and he kind of knows things from one end of it and that would be you know the spoiled in a bit 
So I really thought he, he's had to have people thrown out before. It's not a regular thing he does um, that, that I've heard of. So I kind of think he's showing he's actually growing up a little bit. And he kind of wanted to confront McMahon a little bit. Not that he did it the right way, because I don't think he did it the right way. But he did say something about it. The, the, he was genuine. That was the thing, is that he was honest. Mm-hmm. When he was faced right there at the table on that interview, he was definitely honest. And um, But I'll finish with he lacks life experiences to know how to truly get through one of these things and what he should have done with the fan because he didn't see the Black Crows in 1993 at the Bronco Bowl and considered it one of his most top three concert experiences of all time. He doesn't even know what a Leslie speaker is when it goes round and round in the hall. Awesome. Okay, Chris, do you mind waiting on hold as we go through these other calls? That's protocol, babe. I'm in. All right, we're going to put Chris on hold. If you don't know, the Leslie cabinet is what the B3 organ runs through to give it that real overdriven sound when it's really cool. So not only is this man a music aficionado and the Black Crows use a lot of B3 organ, I think he made some really sensible points about Luca, especially the 24-year-old part. Like, again, I think we expect way too much of our athletes at a young age. I would like to say this. Luca very much did not grow up privileged. Oh. Now, I think his point was that he gets pampered now, and I think, you know, there's probably a little of that because, Ben, you've talked about this. People are scared of upsetting him because you don't want to run him off, and NBA players hold a lot of power. But, dude, he did not grow up privileged by any stretch of the imagination. Right. The times I've had people describe, people in the know, describe to me what it was like for Luca to grow up, I think this is the opposite. Right. I think this is like people were explaining to me the difference between the way Dirk and Luca grew up, for instance. Mm-hmm. And, and Luca, they were explaining to me that, you know, on the drive for him to go to his first pro team when he was 13, 14, mm-hmm. whatever, yep. that his family didn't even have enough money to get food on the way. Yeah. Like they got there and had to eat a free meal from the team, like, or they wouldn't have eaten at all. Right. right. Like he's had to hustle for every single thing he's gotten. So he is a fighter yeah. and he's never had things handed to him. And so. I think, if anything, and not to be, you know, cheap psychiatrist here, armchair psychologist or whatever. If anything, it's it's the opposite. It's not I'm spoiled, I'm entitled. It's like f you, I'm fighting for everything. Yeah, I think uh, th- those are great points. I'm glad you you clarified that to everybody. And this guy, I think the guy meant he's being uh, pampered here in the organization, but. The thing that I would say is all of this, like if you just see Luca outside of a game setting, he's a great guy. You don't ever see him yelling at people or complaining or whatever. This is born out of frustration because he hates to lose. But it doesn't matter. He has to learn how to channel that because I've seen way too many instances where it he allows it to take him out of the game and hurt the team. And I think that's the kind of thing that if he reflects back on will crush him. He would never want to do anything to hurt the team ever under any circumstances. All he wants to do is win and win at the highest level. And he's a just a generational player, and he can do that. All right, let's go to, is it uh, Quinn online too, Christina? Quincy, Quincy from Sherman. You're on the Ben and Skin Show. Hey, how's it going, man? Zip. So um, i got a couple of things. Uh, I know, you know, I'm only 27, so I can't really speak on being young and dealing with people and stuff like that because I haven't dealt with so much in my life. But Luca, you know, he's not the only player that, that has gotten somebody ejected. 
You know, LeBron did it, I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure Chris Paul has done it too. But people don't realize that. Like, you only have so much to deal with when you're playing. Like, you can only deal with so much. You know, somebody keeps keeps egging you on, keeps egging you on. It's like at some point you're going you're gonna to break. But I, I know you have to be more mature and go through that. But I know it's hard. And the other thing is, I don't think that was the reason that had anything to do with the reason why the Mavs lost. Because the Mavs, you know, we've seen them blow out Phoenix before, but they haven't blown them out by a lot when they had KD. And KD definitely makes a difference. And I think the Mavs still are trying to figure out how to deal with KD and Devin Booker and all them on the surface. But yeah, uh, that's all I got. Thanks, Quincy. I, I I think he's in the running if he wants to stay on hold as well. And if you'd like to join the conversation, 214-787-1971. We are giving away Black Crows tickets. Are there any good text messages over there, Steve? Are people weighing in? Uh, Yeah. Let me see here. The Mavs will never win as long as Luka continues to be a crybaby. Lots of the words crybaby. I will yeah. say the word crybaby has come across a lot today. Please pull that audio of Steve giving his personal thoughts about Luca. <laughs> uh, so Luca's 24 now? Yeah, he'll be 25 here in a couple of weeks. So he's 24 years old. And I think I still, at 53, will get upset playing pickup basketball. Right. I'm still not mature. And I don't have fans. I don't have media i don't have any pressure i you know what i mean yeah um i'm not making excuses for luca but you know it it is a lot that he's that he's carrying on his shoulders and i think each one of these things is a learning experience now if you're jason kidd you're like huh? how many technical foul learning experiences do we need to have this behavior is not changing um that's true but it could be situations like this on a national level that maybe create a breakthrough moment where it's embarrassing enough to where he's like, all right, I, I got, I've got to change. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's part of it too, Ben, is like – and you never want those things to happen publicly, right? Uh, but it is an, it, it's an ongoing issue for him that he has to figure out how to get on the other side of. And to your point, look at Draymond Green. What happened to him this year? He's 31. Draymond Green is always playing on the edge of letting his frustration spill over. Dude, his team lost him during the finals because he couldn't control himself. And they lost the finals, right? So, in fact, that's how Kyrie Irving won. One of the reasons Kyrie Irving won his finals. So, it's it's one of those things where it's like... It's not Luca is in a it's not oh it's just Luca a lot of these guys have to go through it and I think that we have expectations that they're just these fully formed humans that can deal with everything and it's all so public and the Maverick situation is incredibly frustrating and I feel like we have one of these conversations at least once a season and it always happens when they're in a bad stretch but i can go back and show you the 2011 championship team that had a horrible stretch where everyone doubted them i mean mm-hmm. that's part of the journey it's 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 part of you know these seasons that are so long you have those moments phoenix had it a month and a half ago everyone was killing them destroying phoenix i can't believe you're a team with no depth terrible decision anybody destroying them now when they're balling yeah. out i mean it it's part 
part of the ebb and flow of the season. And I do wonder if that sort of behavior is tied into something traumatic that somebody goes through in their childhood or whatever form formulates our ideologies or who we are. And it reminds me of all this talk of mushroom therapy and this this idea that you could take psychedelics and get outside of yourself and the death of ego and like now you're looking down at yourself as an outsider going oh my gosh that's why i'm behaving like that okay i can stop that i'm fascinated by all that i don't know that that's the case here but i'm super curious about all that and it's always harder for younger people to have the perspective and then he's uh you know put out there on the national stage right let's get to a couple more callers right quick nicholas and burleson nicholas you're on the ben and skin show hey what's up y'all yeah man i I kind of don't like the whole narrative of, you know, your Facebook warriors and stuff where, you know, you can't let these people are, are humans, right? You guys have said this on this show many times, but like they're athletes, they're professionals, they're making a lot of money. We get it. But they're humans, too, man. Like some of these people, some of us can't even walk into a store and do a return or shop for something without complaining about somebody getting on their nerves or a manager not listening to what they want. Think about this, man. You're in front of thousands of people, okay, every night, every other night, performing on these big stages. I mean, you're in these people's living rooms. Not only are these people watching you at these stadiums, you're in these people's living rooms, and you're being judged at everything you do, but yet they're not allowed to get mad because somebody says you should get on a treadmill? I mean, that's messed up, really. And and I, so, I mean, really, we gotta we got to take a step back as fans. It's even with Dak Prescott, with all these, these big-time athletes, we've got to take a step back, and we have to remember that they're human beings. They have families. They have feelings, and, and you can't just expect them to just be robots. But Great. that's all I got to say. No, yeah, hang on, man. You're in the running for this if you want tickets. That was Nicholas and Burleson. And, dude, he's bringing up some really great points. Uh, so much is expected. The one thing I would say about the nature of trash talk in basketball as far as trash talk goes, if that is what got the guy ejected, man, that's nothing. Right. That's uh, nothing. In the in the moment, it right. was frustrated. He had had too much. He overreacted. Yeah. This is an explosion you know? of frustration. Yeah. He probably w- wished, in hindsight, nobody heard him say, throw that guy out. It's not a good look for him. And right. now his arch nemesis, Devin Booker, is like, sweet. I'll let me get that guy tickets to every game. Hey, he's going to be a staffer for us now. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think we have time for one more, Ben. Let's go to Richard in Mansfield. Richard, you got the last word here on the Luca situation. Look, uh, my whole thought process is when I was his age, I thought I knew everything. You know what I mean? And I think we all, I mean, I could maybe speak for some people. At that age, most people think that they know everything. And I think it's going to be one of those situations where it's all about how we handle, like, treating him through these situations and whatnot. And and I think that later on, he should, if we respond properly to the way he kind of, like, handles these kid moments, or these moments where you're like, dude, you need to, like, mature up. Depending on how we handle it, it's going to affect how he looks back at it later on. And I feel like if people stop being so hard on him and just have the constructive criticism towards these these moments and try to coach him, that later on he'll be the one looking back going, I appreciate people having that patience with me when I thought I knew what the heck was going on. Because I look back to when I was 25, and I'm like – I definitely thought I knew what the heck I was doing, and I am so wrong. You know, and I'm 32 now, and I don't think maybe he'll realize that for another five years or so. But I I do think that 
you know, people are way too difficult on him in certain situations. That's yeah. all I got, guys. Yeah, great stuff, Richard. Uh, all the calls were really, really good. Dude. They were we great. take calls more often. These are great calls. Thanks to everyone who called in. Okay, now, as far as the Black Crows tickets go, for me, it's either Nicholas from Burleson, but I think the slam dunk is Chris, who made the point that Luca did not see the Black Crows at the Bronco Bowl in 1993. We had a lot of great calls, uh, but he's the only one who read directly tied it back to the, the band. What if uh, What if we went ahead and gave tickets to Chris and Nicholas both? I could do that. Yeah. Well, you want to do that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, line one and line three, stay on Chris and Nicholas. You both got tickets to see the Black Crows. They're going to be at the Toyota Music Factory coming up up in april great stuff everyone i think it's all uh good good content and uh man what a what a crazy big story all right it's the ben and skin show it's 97 one the freak coming up next before we get to the today game i do want to get to why tyra banks had a bunch of weird people sitting around her at the Knicks game we'll do that next